episode four, The Big Why. Tonight, we're going to talk about some positives in the midst of COVID-19, discuss our faith and why we believe, and lastly, share some of our favorite moments from the office. Head to your favorite place to listen to podcasts and subscribe or follow Confessions of Us. This is John. This is Lindsay. And this is Confessions of Us. How's it going? Good. <laughs> well, I hope you know you've been with me all day. Uh, yes, all day. It's been nice. Yeah. Has it been? Yeah, it has been nice. I've gotten lots of rest. Good. I'm glad you got rest. <laughs> Actually, I took a nap today, so that was pretty good too. So, yeah. Episode four. Mm-hmm. Don't know what the title is yet, but that's okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll find out in the next <laughs> You'll figure it out at the end. We usually like go through the whole episode like, oh, we should call it this. Yeah. Unless you're super creative and you come up with the last episode. Ooh, there you Magister. go. That was good. Yeah, that was, yeah. I'm uh, going to give myself props because that was pretty good. That was a solid title. <laughs> yeah. We think we're funny. I liked it. So we wanted to start this one off. Um, Obviously, the the Rona is raging through the world still. Yeah, it definitely. Um, And uh, we wanted to talk about some positive things. You know, we talked a little bit about it on and off, I think, in the last couple episodes. But uh, we just wanted to spend a little time and talk about the the positive things we're seeing. The amazing things. The touching things. Um, Because, again, like it just seems like you turn on any news source and it's just doom and gloom. Well, that's kind of just the history of certain news news stations or most is that it's always focused on oh the negative and what's I mean, going news wrong in general. yeah versus yeah. look at everything that's been the yeah. growth or the well yeah i mean negativity is what drives news yeah unfortunately yeah. so um yeah i think i saw in italy there was like 900 people today or in one day that they that they released or something like that. Wow. So, yeah, just, awesome. just some incredible things. Um, yeah. And if you have not been living under a rock, John Krasansky oh, yes. from The Office released his show, SGN, Some Good News. Yeah. I think he's put out, I don't know. Didn't he say his episodes. daughters made the sign or came up with a name? Yes, it's the best. Yeah. So good. Um, but I think it's, I think it was, it's just one of those small gems mm-hmm. to have come out during all this. Definitely agree with you. So, uh, you can't watch it. At least I can't without crying for some reason. <laughs> I, I mean, you are a little bit of a crier. You know, you're moved by your emotions. But I am very much so. And I think multiple other people. You're not yeah. the only one. Thanks, you Beth. <laughs> Thanks, Beth. Hear that? I'm not the only one moved by my emotions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I am uh, I'm a crier. So. But that really is something that I also really like about you is that you aren't just this hard shell of a person. You're very. um, As opposed to what? Like, what do you mean? I'm not this hard shell of a person. Well, just like you're not locked down. You're very open, open to share. (laughs) I am. I watch movies and I cry. Yeah. I watch commercials and I cry. I'm pretty sure it's the girls that broke oh, me. Oh, uh, yeah. I definitely agree with that. The girls broke me. As soon as I became <laughs> a dad of girls, they're just like, all these emotions started coming up all the time. And I was like, what is wrong with me? Yeah. He'd be watching a commercial. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> like the dad. 
loves the girls. Yeah, it's bad. So that's um, all right. Okay, so what are some other positive things do you think that have kind of come out of all this craziness? Yeah, I mean, you know me. I love to say hi to just people and meet new people and and I'm a hugger. And so what's been really neat is I take the girls on a walk. Um, you try and go out every day if it's nice outside. And as I'm going on like a trail, people, strangers just stop me to say hi. You know, I'm, I have my girls and they're asking how old they are and how cute they are. And they, you know, some don't want to. Um, I saw that. Those people at the park, they were like right up in your oh, grill. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, they didn't care. They didn't care about the six foot um, restriction. <laughs> Social distancing. Yeah. I mean, I tried to back up a little bit, but. And they're just like, they get closer. <laughs> and then the other day, um, this lady, she had a, she had like a three week old that she was carrying and uh, in the, those backpacks. Mm. And she was just, she was really nice. And people, what's really neat, I think during this time is I see people genuinely want to connect mm. where usually, you know, you're just comfortable at work and you're just comfortable in your house and there's really no need to make new connections with people. Yeah. And now you just see people are hungry for that. Yeah. Their tanks are empty. Mm-hmm. Their tanks are empty. Yeah. I mean, I've noticed that. I mean, I've been very fortunate to still go out and get some social interaction, but, and I think here in Utah, we've been very fortunate. Yeah, like, right. I mean, we're locked down, but there are some places that I think like New York, like it's like emptiness, I yeah. think for the most part, you know, and that's, and that's the hard thing is like, where do you find the balance in all this? Do you not go outside at all? But then you go crazy, right? Because yeah, you still yeah. need, you know, what is it? Vitamin D, you need, oh, you, you, need all, yeah. you need some social interaction. Yeah. Especially those people maybe that have small families or live alone or, yeah, because we either talk to each other or the two-year-old. And she has a lot to say, but <laughs> I still don't understand very much. <laughs> yeah, I, it's just great to see it's funny because it's just great to see people crave that connection again. So, and want that again, you know, and it's very evident um, just in, I mean, we have people that walk by our house that before this, I mean, maybe said hi or whatever, but like have really stopped. Yeah. And um, it's just crazy. And it's so cool to see all the stuff on the internet, people connecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, my aunt sent me a TikTok <gasps> of this lady. This was the great TikTok. <laughs> I can't download TikTok because I would never get off of it. But um, it's just this video of this lady <laughs> screaming. It's through like a megaphone from her porch. And she's just like, I love and miss you all. I can't wait for this shit to be over so I can come give you a hug and drink with you or something like that. Oh, my God. It's great. And it's the, those moments are just touching. Um, mm-hmm. But we won't, spell, we won't spoil John Krasinski's show for you. Definitely go watch it. Yeah. It's on YouTube. Um, the it'll, last one. It'll make your day. It just, he, he's so honoring of people. Mm, he is. Yeah. And I think that's great to see. Um, cause we need more of that. Obviously there are, you know, there are very real, you know, threats and the healthcare professionals are really risking it all. You oh, know, totally. one of the ladies yeah. that he was interviewing said that he's like, she's like, oh yeah, I don't go home and see my family. Ugh. And that's just kind of soul crushing, but it's just the sacrifice they're making to yeah. keep themselves safe, keep their family safe. And um, still, uh, you know, get out there and help people. So, but yeah, those are some the positive moments. Just some wonderful things. You know, it's great to see people's humanity. So, mm-hmm. so right. what is this? Is a big topic yes. today? Yes, big topic. 
I think we should really talk just about our faith, how we got to the place we are, um, and why it is, you know, such an important aspect of our lives. You know, at the beginning of the show, we talked about how um, we really want to take you along on our journey with faith, family, marriage, parenting, those types of things. And so our faith is a huge aspect, is the core aspect in my mind of, you know, our parenting, our marriage, mm. our... Well, it shaped everything. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's it's great. It's the foundation everything else is based upon. You know, this we see... We see this these first episodes as kind of like we're on a date, mm-hmm. and you're getting to know us, yeah. And uh, you have to know who we are in a lot of ways to know why to care. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. So why don't you go first? I go first. Yeah. Okay. So let's just start kind of where I, where and how I accepted, you know, Jesus. Why I decided to become a Christian. So I'm gonna kind of take you guys back to like my first experience with, with God, with Jesus. Um, there was a situation going on at home that, you know, was really heartbreaking. And I, you know, I talked to my mom and I just said, I don't know what I can do. I probably was like 10 to 12 at this time. And she just said, you need to pray. And so I, okay, well, I guess I'll start praying. So then I start praying and we get invited by some of our childhood friends to go to youth group. It's new youth group, basically. And in the middle of service, I remember basically God just answering my prayer. And the person in my, it was a person in my family that was really struggling and they came over and just poured their heart out to me and my sister. and. I just, in that moment, I knew that God was real Mm. because I, like, that was an experience I had where I, I was praying and it wasn't silent, you know, God responded. And so I just, that honestly, I can tell you right now was the starting off point to my entire life of faith, Mm. that understanding that faith has a lot to do with intimacy, that God wants to make himself known to you. and. Um, I was also, I was raised in a Christian home, you know, and so I have a lot of that experience. I've visited a lot of different churches just to really, I was just hungry for God. I was hungry to experience all that he had for me. And one, one thing I would say that the best advice that I ever, I ever got about what it looks like to be a Christian and to walk with Jesus is two things. To love God with all of your being and all of your heart and to love others, uh, you know, as, as Christ would, as you love yourself or, right? But we have an entire Bible and our God is so big. So those two things to live by do not just say, okay, God, I'm, I love you and that's all I'm going to say, or I love my friend or I love my enemy, right? It's, it's deeper than that. You know, there's such a depth to the heart of God. There's such a depth to what he wants to show you and how he wants to interact with you. And, um, you know, really, if you do, you think about Easter, right? And just what we celebrated and that the, you know, that the grave is empty. I mean, it is, I mean, it is empty. Think about that. Like Jesus rose, he rose from the grave. 
So would you say this is part of the reasons why you believe? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good point. Yeah. Definitely reasons why I believe um, and choose to continue to believe. And I just, there's this, so little side note, someone that I really like um, uh, reading his quotes on Instagram or something is Bob Goff. He actually came to a conference that our church had put on and it was so good. So he came and spoke and he is so much fun to listen to. His laugh is contagious. He seriously has, I think, the best laugh. But he said a quote that um, in regards to Jesus' you know, days on earth and what the Bible says that, you know, if I had to choose one person to spend my last night with, it wouldn't be someone that would betray me. And that just, mm. that just really stuck. That's a good quote. Yeah. Right. And to think, you know, you just really, if you spend time and you kind of meditate on what God has done for us and what he continues to do for us, there's nothing, there's nothing like it. Mm. You know, God made, there, it, there's just so much depth and it's hard to really elaborate on that right now in such a, you know. Okay, so let me ask you this. So why, so it's a little bit of why you believe, mm-hmm. okay, or why why did you initially believe? Like what, was there an event other than that prayer at that youth group? Mm-hmm. Was there a time? Was there, what happened that maybe, other than that initial kind mm-hmm. of God showing up, um, would you say that stoked your belief? I would say that, yeah, there have been multiple different scenarios where it continues to build my faith. And one aspect of that is God's protection, like physical protection over my life. Mm. And um, you do have a very powerful testimony overall. Yeah. I've, I've had quite a share of some scares and God's seriously the best like he's putting me he puts me in a certain position where i won't harm harm myself whether so just to say i have epilepsy and we're not going to go into that right now but we can talk about that later um it's a big topic yeah it's a very big topic and god i mean maybe moments before i i had a seizure you know i just put my daughter down or you know i was driving to a doctor's appointment and I got to the doctor and I had a seizure when I was at the doctor. So like, and even, um, on mission trips, getting really sick and not even thinking that I'd make it home Mm. alive and yet fully recovered and the same person I am before I left for trips. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to go into each of our testimonies Mm -hmm. in another episode. I think we'll do maybe one each yeah. um, just because it warrants some time to kind of dive into that. And then we'll tell you about Lindsay's story. So <laughs> it's yeah. a good one. Yeah. So ultimately I would, I would say that's kind of the things that continue to draw me back to God and know that he is who he says he is. Mm. And he's. so Okay. So elaborate on that. So why would you, so some of the things, those are some of the things why you would say you would believe. Mm-hmm. Why do you continue to believe day in and day out, um, maybe after moments of disbelief uh, or amidst the coronavirus or amidst the difficulties? Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. Immense the diff. I mean, the thing is, God does not promise us that it's going to be easy. Mm. You know, but He does tell us that He is He has overcome the world. And mm. I'm I hate saying that in the sense because I don't I don't have the scripture with me, and that's important. But in the Bible, it talks about how to take heart because He's overcome the world. Mm. And so, in those moments that are, um, yeah, moments of unbelief, moments of God, why is this even happening right now? Um, I can look and I can remember. It also talks about remembering, remembering the past, remembering how God has been so faithful. I think that's another Mm -hmm. part, you know, because it talks about that in Exodus when um, they they talk about remembering what God has done through the Red Sea, remembering how he brought them out of slavery and bondage. Mm And so, honestly, I think that's a big part of it is just getting myself to a still place and engaging with the Holy Spirit and believing that it's going to be okay. Like, yeah. So that's good. Should I go? Yeah. Yes. I want to hear John. Tell me your story. Tell you my story. Um, all right. So how, how I came about this whole Jesus thing. Well, I didn't really grow up in a Christian home. I had a grandmother, grandmothers, who, I mean, as far as I can remember, they were believers. Um, And my aunt was a believer, who is like my older sister. But my immediate family, being mom, dad, stepdad, all those kinds of things, were not believers. We went to church every now and then. And I went to church or uh, maybe a youth group a little bit as a kid. But there was nearly never anything concrete. Um, I never really understood anything. There was no relationship. There was no, it was just kind of whatever. Um, and, uh, as I grew older, you know, as my late teens, uh, I just became really angry and everything. Mm. So, but there came a time in college where, so I was 20 ish probably at this time. And, uh, I had a buddy who was dating this girl. This is often how it goes down where (laughs) he wanted to hook up with this girl Mm. and she was a Christian and he's like, well, I have to try and get her to trust me or whatever. So he went to church (laughs) and then he, uh, he met this guy named Kenny and, uh, just, so he met this guy named Kenny. And he says to me, he's like, oh, you have to meet him. And I was like, all right. So I meet him. And he's just this, just hilarious, like yeah. loving, big old black guy. And uh, he just draws you in. And I remember, this is the first time ever meeting him. He's like, my buddy was like, oh, you have to meet him. You have to meet him. So we, we talk, we meet at a Starbucks. And I think we were at the Starbucks for something like five or six hours. Mm, we were yeah. out. You know, we were inside and moved outside and we were outside till like 12 or one in the morning, Mm. just talking about life and talking about faith. And, but it was, it was done in a way where there was no pressure Mm. and he wasn't trying to convert me. He was trying to get to know me. Mm. And that was the first time I've ever seen that because so often in life you see people with agendas Yeah, and he didn't have one. Um, other than just getting to know me. And he he just had this way about him to invite people into his life 
and he would share, he was sharing things. I just, I'm just like, what? Like, mm. I hardly know you. <laughs> and not like inappropriate things yeah. necessarily, but like he was just unafraid. Mm, wow. He was unafraid to be who he was. He wasn't, he didn't have a mask on. That's good. Um, and those were just some of the things I'd always seen. And, uh, and he just, it, that just sent me on this journey to discover things for myself. So I wouldn't say I initially accepted Jesus then, but yeah. that was that moment, like your mm. prayer for your brother. Um, that's just kind of stoked uh, this journey. And from that, you know, I had done, I was doing research and reading books and all this kind of stuff. Um, but that was the initial part of my journey. And just through that, it was community mm. and people being raw and real and honest. Like I remember in the youth group, uh, the worship was so raw. Like there wasn't, there was rarely a night that I wasn't, it was the college group. Mm -hmm. There was rarely a night that I wasn't crying. There was rarely mm. a time where people weren't fighting about the Bible. <laughs> like, you know, I would curse and say <laughs> vulgarities during prayer and Kenny would just laugh. Like, um, and that was, that was so comforting that to know that Jesus would accept me for who I was. Yeah. And I yeah. didn't have to pretend to be something else. That's good. Um, and I had never seen that before. I didn't have to be anybody else. I didn't pretend to be anybody else. I could just be who I was. And that's kind of what really, I think, uh, started it all. Yeah. You know, that's kind of just the journey I went on with Jesus. So let so. me ask you the same question. Why, you know, why do you currently believe right now? And why do you, why do you continue to believe, this, you know, in the same yeah. So what's going on? Yeah. So that's kind of why I initially believed mm -hmm. because I had met somebody who let me into their life. And through community, through getting to know him, getting to know his family, um, and his wife was just as amazing. Uh, they would stay up to all hours of the night talking to a bunch of college kids um, and just inviting us into their lives, like mm -hmm. having food and meals and you know, being a part of their kids' lives. And it, uh, you know, I mean, I didn't necessarily come from a broken home, but I definitely had a dysfunctional home. And I mean, they're not perfect by any means, but uh, it was cool to see, you know, a mom and a dad mm, yeah. and kids and, you know, just that aspect. But uh, I mean, why I initially believed was just people that were real and honest. Mm. And they're real and honest about their struggles. They're real and honest about calling out my struggles, mm. like not yeah. not necessarily in a but, judging way, uh -huh. but they were just like, you know, if you say you want X, Y, and Z, but you continue to do A, B, and C, mm -hmm. that doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and I just never experienced anything like that. You know, it was always like, oh, do what I want. You can't tell me, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. But those people, I never saw grow, and I just always they were always still angry. And so for me, it was, it was just a whole lot of action and there's a whole lot of fruit in these people's lives Yeah, that was why I believed. And, um, it was from that where for the longest time, I'm going to be hundred percent honest with everybody is I didn't read a whole lot of the Bible. Um, it was just watching people mm -hmm. and, uh, experiencing things for myself. A lot of things I still can't fully explain now. 
where in those moments of worship that Jesus would come in and I would just be a puddle on the ground mm. and there would just be like those waves of emotions. And I would, I felt like things were leaving my body mm. in a sense. Yeah. And I mean, I know now that Jesus was, you know, he was essentially healing me, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, he was expunging things from me. So, yeah. so to answer the second part of your question, why, why do I continue to believe as a almost 35 year old man who's married and has kids mm-hmm. now? Yeah. Um, who's seen some stuff, <laughs> you know, he's obviously experienced much more of my life. And I would say that it, it's obviously a continuation of seeing life, seeing the other aspects the world has to offer from different religions to mm. different thoughts and theologies and that kind of stuff. And I just still come about around to Jesus and the essence of who Jesus is and having a relationship with him is unlike anything else. Mm. And that's why you still see people gathering in mass, like all around the world or in massive anthem or at massive uh, like stadiums and everything mm. else to yeah. worship Jesus. Yeah. There's something that draws you into him that's kind of unexplainable. And, um, and there's people that can't wrap their head around that, you know, and there are times I don't. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing about Jesus. I don't, I don't necessarily want to, if I'm going to follow a God, I don't want to be able to understand everything about him. Mm, Because to me, that's not a a truly powerful, all knowing being. Like if I, that's good. Well, if I know everything about him, then that's not a very big God to me. And there are so many things we don't fully understand about God, Mm -hmm. even through, reading the Bible and prayer and talking and just reading things and doing research. There are things we still can't answer. Yeah. You know, like the, the creation story. Is that a literal story? Is it an allegory? Is it like a figurative story? You know, um, are some of the Bibles or stories in the Bible, are they literal? Are they figurative? Are they, were there stories to teach people a certain lesson? You know, like we don't fully understand everything Mm -hmm. and we are discovering more and more all the time. Um, that's the funny thing is that's people with science. People are like only believe in science. What's the thing about science is our our knowledge expands upon mm. science, and the things we understand about science changes. Yeah, yeah. You know, with the things we thought we understood that we don't, or you know, we for example, like we fully don't understand the miracle that is birth. There are mm, still things we're discovering yeah, about yeah, you know yeah. about that whole process. So I'm getting off on a tangent, but I love the fact that. There are so many things we're seeing in the world that the Bible talks about, just the, like the positive things, the way that we talk about each other, the way we talk about ourselves, you know, those, those more practical things. The Bible's been talking about those for thousands of years mm-hmm. and how it is important to honor each other, you know, those types of things. So, and I think at the end of the day, what really, what really gets me and why I continue to believe, like I said, as I look around at the world, for me at least mm-hmm. there's nothing better out there yeah and i kind of have this saying that i have said for a long time and i think it was originally by french philosopher some sort of french guy <laughs> but it's this thought that if i pursue jesus i pursue christianity like an honest relationship with god not a religious 
you know, or I have to do these things. Nothing like that, but like an honest to God relationship. And I pursue Jesus and I pursue loving the people around me and in this world and speaking truth into situations, all that kind of stuff. And I die and there is no God. Mm. I have lost nothing. Yeah, absolutely. But if I choose not to believe and I choose not to accept the gifts that he has offered and I die and there is a God. Mm-hmm. then I've lost everything. Yeah. So if pursuing Jesus makes me a better person, a better husband, all those things, to love people unconditionally, love people in a new way, have gratitude, all these things, I'll do it every single day of the week. Yeah. Twice on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, yeah. yeah, I think that's so good because, you know, what? what are you losing from engaging in a relationship with Christ. Nothing. Yeah. You're not getting, you're not losing anything. Yeah. For me, I mean, yeah, yeah. we're not. And the world tries to convince us that we are. Um, we won't go into this mm-hmm. because we could obviously talk about this forever, but the world tries to convince you that you're losing something. And here's the honest truth. If you're in an honest relationship with Jesus, not a religious, mm-hmm. not joining a religion, you lose nothing. Absolutely. You gain everything. Yeah. You're gaining everything. Yeah. Because I am the person I am today because of Jesus. Lindsay is the person she is today because of Jesus. So. Yeah. All right. So that was pretty serious. So we want to end on a funny note. Yeah. yeah so absolutely. Lindsay has a question that yeah. I still don't fully understand. Yeah. Well, we're going to do a different one. I got oh, we're going to do a different I got, one? I got a different one for us. Oh, geez. Okay. This so, is off the cuff. So she yeah, thinks about these I, things, but I don't <laughs> hear any of it. I decided to change it up. Okay, here we go. Let's so hear it. So we are going to tell our favorite moment in the office. Um, in office. From the office. From the, sorry, guys. <laughs> From the office. From the office. Okay, yes. so yes. As you heard, I think in the first episode yeah. or so, we relate to this show. So we thought, what would be funny? Let's talk about the office. Um and just talk about a funny moment from it. Like funny. Cause okay. So I'm on season <laughs> eight. Lindsay's on season like, midway season four. <laughs> I can't Sorry. wait for, I just, I get too excited. And I, I gotta go. So, okay. Should you go, you tell you me, you want me to go first. Yeah. Tell me like a, some funny moments okay. or like your favorite moments from the office so far. Okay. So I will say this. There's a couple, one thing that I really love about the, you know, especially in the first like first through the fourth, it really comes out big time is how inappropriate the Michael, uh, Michael, oh, he's ridiculous. <laughs> he's so ridiculous. Is with the rest of his employees in the office. Like to me, that makes the show kind of, yeah. And um, just because it sets this scene, this ridiculous scene, because if, if people, if you know, any of you have worked in an office setting, you know how that would never fly. The manager would get fired right away. Sure. You would hope. And so, um, anyway, so that's what, one reason why this, this show is so entertaining. And the, oh my gosh. Okay, so the episode when Michael is trying to get a date, set up on a date, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> I, so stinking funny is, um, who was it that set him up, gave him the number? I think it was Kevin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Um <laughs> <laughs> gives him this number to Wendy's and says to call Wendy. And so this like beautiful brute or beautiful red, spicy redhead or something. Yeah, yeah. spicy redhead, something. And so, you know, 
he's calling it and he's like, is Wendy there? <laughs> and she's like, no, this is Wendy's. This is the Wendy's restaurant. Oh my yeah. gosh. And I just thought, how funny would that be if you actually did that to a friend? <laughs> so when she first saw this, she died laughing. She thought this was the did, funniest it thing. Did. It was so funny. But what's funny is, so I work, so I used to work with two people. I still work with one of them, but they are massive office fans. And uh, one of them was always quoting The Office, always sending memes of The Office, and I got very little of it. And it's just for some reason, I could never get into the show. Mm-hmm. Like, I watched, I watched Parks and Rec. Oh, that's I've seen, such a good yeah, show. Yeah, I've seen that one. I've seen that, I think, twice, twice through. And it's kind of got a similar feel to it, but not. Um, and uh, that one's great in its own right. But I was just like, I just don't get it. Like, and you have to, you kind of have to sit down. You kind of got to plug through the first season. Um, and it's, there's so many quick, subtle jokes yeah. that you really have to be paying attention to um, that are just great. And obviously all the inappropriateness. But what I really love about the show is it builds and just the heartwarming moments oh. that you really do have. There's a lot of inappropriate. So I have two of them. Oh, okay. Go ahead. The one of them, I think it's second or third season where Jim is in that other office. The, oh, yes. Uh, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. So yes. he leaves after he kisses Pam. It, okay, people haven't seen it by now. <laughs> like, we're those people. If you haven't seen it by now, it's too late. Uh, okay, where he leaves uh, the next season, goes to the other office, and uh, he tries, somehow he tries to convince Dwight that he can sense gay oh, people yes. or whatever it is. And he sends him some sort of contraption. It's like a wand thing. And so I don't, I can't remember exactly what he does, but I think he does it over like Oscar or whatever. And it goes off. He's like, Oh, this works. And then he, then he waves it over him and it goes off. <laughs> it's so funny. It's oh a great, just, I love what the show is. It's like, it's not PC. Yeah. No, like no, I'm no. not a big fan of PC humor right now. I just love unadulterated humor. Like, that's the best thing about comedy. Like, it can just be funny. Mm-hmm. And it's inappropriate. And the other one is, I'm going to, this is a little small spoiler for you. You haven't seen this quite oh, yet. I think okay. it actually happens in season four. Mm. Um, but Jan is pregnant. She becomes pregnant. Oh, okay. And Dwight and Michael are practicing. It's one of the cold opens. Like, those those little chunks of the show in the very beginning. Oh, like yes. A, you know, yes. that are so long. Um, they are practicing for the delivery. <laughs> oh my gosh you have to see it it's so funny because at one point um i can't remember if it's dwight i think it's dwight is pretending to be jan and michael's like helping with things and he pushes out a watermelon from his crotch <laughs> and it falls in the grounds and explode but like the whole cold open cold open they're just like screaming and freaking out so funny. and that's so great it's just ridiculous it just cracks me up there's a bunch of the cold opens are great the other yeah. great one is kevin's chili I won't ruin that one for oh, you because yeah. it's just, it's absurd. Um, but uh, the show's just great and it just grows on you. There's, I mean, I've cried a lot in the show because again, I'm a crier. Um, but yeah, so yeah. that's what we got going on right now. Yep. And yeah, so we are doing good. End the show. <laughs> End the show, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Apparently we didn't have a good signal there. So, all right. This is Lindsay. This is John. And this is Confessions of Us. Thanks. Bye.
I think I might leave that in because that's so ridiculous. <laughs> Be sure to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Confessions of Us Podcast. Also, send us any questions you may have to confessionsofuspodcast at gmail.com.